Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday. You're live on the Quest channels, wherever you are. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all live at the same time. And welcome back from Canada, which she'll explain what's going on after our thank yous is Judy. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. It's so good to be here tonight with all of you. I missed you last week terribly. So it's good to be home, John. Very good. We'll explain to our members after we do the uh, introduction so more members are in, Judy, like we explained, so they'll know what was going on with you. The whole world wants to know. Let's get our hellos in there. Okay. And here comes Dave and Gloria. Joanne, who is now a master, I thank her so much. Jeff M, I thank him so much. Sydney, where is she? I can hear your wonderful voice, Judy. She wants to hear you more than me. <laughs> There's Ashley. There's this Connors. Looks like the Oakland team will be heading to Italy on April 25th. Starry night. That's an episode, Connor, because I don't know where you get this stuff from. I can't find it. Hello, Carol Koff. There's Ashley. Caroline. Patsy, what's happening? Uh, Becky. Sand Dollar Ray. Kurt. The gang's coming in quick today on a Wednesday. Like I said, we try to catch some of the people over the pond at least for a half an hour, Judy. And uh, it's about if it's six hours, you know. 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, and it's a work night, so I try to give them at least if they can watch 20 minutes live or say something. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes, John, and I like that. Gives everybody a chance. And Connor said, yes, it's an episode. We go to Italy. Hello, BC. Thanks for coming in. Hello, Tammy. First, and there's the professor. Hello, professor. Where do we go to Italy to see a buzzard? We can all do whistles and buzzards <laughs> on the beach and have a pizza. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Hello, Henry San Diego. Got a lot of stuff tonight. We're going to do a little bit of drilling down which was mostly blah, blah, blah. But I like uh, watching uh, Rosdell uh, Chapel. I just love that chapel for some reason. And we'll put a little screenshots of drilling down. And uh, we'll go from there. So let me get my other thank yous in there for my YouTube and Patreon supporters, the captains, the marshals, the masters. Hello, Darlene. She's in the house. 
Oh, John and Judy, it's great to hear you, Judy. I hope you're feeling much better. Yeah, she'll explain what's going on in about five minutes. Get it right from the source. I want to thank a person for rejoining yesterday. That's his name or her name or whatever they want to call themselves. Identify as the person. Thank you so much. And also Sandra, Wayne, Carol, Virginia, Gary, Rebecca, Becky, Caroline, Barbara, Starlene. Hope she's doing okay. Jeff, Mark, Sandollar, Roxy, and Jazdia, Joanne, and Harabee. Thank you so, so much. And of course, Judy's back. I thank her for what all she does for us. Judy, I thank you so much live. You're welcome, John. And uh, Daniel, the Professor Spino, who just posted something about four minutes before I came on. So I can't go detail that, but go to the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page and we'll go through that. Osborne. Osprey Muyan, I thank him so much throughout the year. Snoopy, the plane and kayak man. And a special thank you to Woody Mackey. What a great researcher. What a great find yesterday. Hello, Kathy the Hook. Tammy Williams in the house. Luann, how are you? I want to thank my moderators. Tammy. Judy, Daniel, Starlene, Kathy, BC, and Tanya, and our lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. We even had a phone call last Tuesday. Judy, can you believe that? Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? I like watching that. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was Renee. Um, also, I got to thank my main members. They all come from the 70,000 people lower from the Quest of Oak Island. But we're moving up the ladder on YouTube and on my live stream to Twitter, getting more views. And also, it's on Rumble, Twitch, Instagram. And now it's no more Anchor. It's Spotify for podcasters, uh, which is the audio. And a lot of it's going on uh, Apple Radio, not radio, whatever you want to call it, iTunes or whatever, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, Amazon, all the rest of them, Judy, and we're doing real, real good there. John, that's just great. You know, we're just, we're getting around farther and farther all the time. Yep, yep. And, um... And that's it. That's it. So uh, everybody wants to hear, Judy, of uh, your positive mindset and what you had to go through. So if you want to give a little synopsis of what you've been going through these past couple of weeks, uh, go ahead and talk to the world if you wish. Go ahead. Okay. Thanks, John. First of all, I want to say a very big thank you to every one of you who sent me Get Well Wishes. I felt your love tremendously. Having John by my side made all the difference in the world to me. Um, and I just wanted to get back here. But what happened was I, I have had trouble in the past with AFib. And uh, I ended up with pneumonia. And, uh, of course, into the hospital. And uh, they did get rid of the pneumonia, but were having trouble with getting my heart to go back down to where it was supposed to be again. And uh, I did see my cardiologist today. He's extremely pleased with how well it feels. Uh, took me off some of the medicines that the hospital put me on, said I didn't need those. And uh, I am very pleased with what he had to tell me. So I feel good. I uh, gotta come down off these medicines. I'm st I still tire very easily, but 
other than that, guys, I'm here to stay. I'm not going nowhere. Well, thank you so much, Judy. Welcome back. We all miss you. And you're the only one that can do those synopsis. I'm just telling you. But uh, you're well missed. And I hope you felt all the power of the love and positivity coming from our group funneling to you. And I'm glad you're back. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I did feel it, John, greatly. Okay. Also, next Tuesday, uh, what the heck was it for next Tuesday? I'm not sure I had that one. This one was from yesterday because we're going to go over bearable full clues today, Judy. But I don't really have what next Tuesday is going to bring about. But we'll soon find out what's happening there. You know what I mean? Right, yes. Connor will let us know. <laughs> he know. I don't know where he gets them from. I go to TV Guide and stuff like that. And sometimes they show them, sometimes they don't. And towards the end of the season, they do all kinds of crazy things. Drilling downs, uh, before, after. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly, John. I'm just looking here on my channel and see if I can find out what it is. Hello, Renee. Hello, Johnny. Johnny, how fellow Ukraine nuts? So glad your ticket. Your ticker is ticking to the beat again, Julie. And here it is, Judy. You ready? Uh-huh. Holy mooyan. Uh, hey, that makes me better, real quick. <laughs> All righty. Let's go with a couple of screenshots here, guys. I'm going to do a little couple of screenshots, some drilling down. And then getting into the show after a couple discussions. Okay, guys? John, I've got next week's. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's called Roman Around. After a new find suggests that the Oak Island mystery could have ancient ties to Italy, the team investigates a stone structure that shockingly has a design that matches the original money pit treasure shaft. That's next week's. All righty. So they're going for that 13-foot pit. Okay. Yes. All right. It's always something. But, again, this member, Judy, Woody McKay, all right, just unbelievable. Yeah. Just unbelievable. I got to give him kudos. I always give credit to people who uh, research and do things. And if I put it on YouTube, in my rules is anything that you guys post on my page can be shown on my YouTube channel, and you will get credit for it. So Woody McKay said this. This is from our Quest channel Facebook group. Just wrote to Gary Drayton on what he thought was a token. It's a buzzer made by flattening a musket ball and punching two holes to attach a string or leather thong and scalloped at rim so it makes a buzzing sound when you wind it. And then moving your hands apart and together. It's almost like a, like a slinky, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. A friend of mine found one next to a British fort metal detecting on Staten Island, New York. Here are some photos showing them in a book I have. Woody, I don't know where he is or if he's in here, but uh, 
so much great research. And then a historian professor, Daniel, cut it all down to who he thinks had it on Oak Island. I haven't read it yet because I was just going online. And um, take a look at that. So here's a couple of pictures he had showing that buzzard. And there's out of the book, he found it. Again, thank you, Woody. Hello, Gary Hills. Thank you so much. I don't know if Woody's in here, Judy. I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing Woody uh, McKay in here. No, I I don't. I didn't see him tonight if he's in for sure, but he could be, and I've just missed him. Yep, well, at least he'll see this later, or he'll see what he's doing. Look at that great picture he's got of that. Uh, the only thing I ever did, Judy, was put baseball cards that were worth about $5,000 on my spokes and my wheels to get the sound of going down the road with like my Mickey Mantles and my Roger Maris's that are now worth thousands of dollars that I just said, oh, I'll pay four cents for a pack of cards and put them right on my bike. We used to do that too, John, but we also used to make these buzzers out of two whole buttons and thread. And uh, they worked great. We had lots of fun. Yep. Daniel says he's never noticed Woody before either. Well, that was a great find. Well, they got to have some downtime, Renee. They got to be drinking some rum and relaxing against a tree. You know what I mean? When they're freezing up there or digging or whatever they're doing up there. Yep, Roberta. And this is how they sort of strung it and uh, uh, between their fingers and stuff and just spin away. Again, I thank him so much. Unbelievable. It is, isn't it? Would never have thought of it. Yeah. And there it be. Of course, these guys know it last year. This is all a year old to them, It's but it's brand new to us, Judy. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. All right, here we are on uh, drilling down. I got to put my main man in there, Doug Crowell. We speak often. Not speak, but uh, PM each other. Hello, Dan Reed. Thanks for coming in. He's talking about the garden shaft. They don't know if it's uh, shaft 11, 12, could be different. Yes, uh, Robot, going down the coast of Italy through Iran, that's where the material came from as far as I know. The garden shaft was called shaft 12, shaft 17, but it's leading somewhere. Good evening, Susan Coyle. Really, the show was just a synopsis of all the trips they made. You know, you know, they're going to Italy to see about whatever they found in that 13 foot pit on lot five, which you're going to get into. But that's too early in the podcast right now, but we'll get to it, guys. 
And I love these sites out there. You know what I mean? Wherever they went, Portugal and uh, Roslyn Chapel. I just love these churches. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, they're beautiful, aren't they? And to think they're as old as they are and still standing there. Thank you, Tammy. John Wood. Woody has been a member for two years on the Quest Group. We never know who's in our group, Judy. You know what I mean? No, we don't. If they don't come up on chat yep. often enough, we don't, do we? Or the 1.295 million people that view us. A lot of intelligent people in that group, Judy. Yes, there sure is. And it's so good to have them part of us. Thank you, Tammy. Kilwingy Abbey, well, they said they brought the treasure first. The Temple of Treasure yeah, was there yeah. first, yeah. Yep. Daniel, oh, Daniel says the belt Emma described went east to west from Spain, Sardinia, Italy, Turkey, and Iran. Okay. And here's Rick just trying to, they're trying to go back into the Templar mode. Did you notice that, guys? Yes, I I realized that. And I thought, well, what do they know we don't know? Why would they go totally back into Templar again? My Dennis, or D-E-N-I-S. That's Dennis. It's the best I can do. Yes. We'll go through it, Susan Coyle. Fact by fact. Then they fled. Where did they go? They go to Scotland. Where did they go? After France. Did they go to Oak Island? Yes. Would they leave a tackle box on top of a branch? No, they're not that stupid. Hello, Gloria Fritz. <laughs> Beautiful architecture. You know, if they can do this, <laughs> and you see the tunnels they made and everything, just unbelievable how they did this in the old days. Just unbelievable. It is. I would certainly like to be able to watch them do some of that. Rosalind Chapel. Yeah, we now we know about the Mason Marks. That's how they got paid. You know what I mean? Yes. You got that right, Ashley. Fourteen fifty-six. Lordy forty. Hello, Scott. Thanks for coming in, my man. Just going through a little bit of the drilling down. We went for a world tour. I just put it on and off. Uh, it wasn't really my thing last night, but just curious to look around. I didn't watch the whole program. We've seen this, done this, been there, done that. And I just took a break from that. You know what I mean, guys? I get it, John, too. And I I, I did watch it, and I realized that they are totally going back to uh, uh, the Templars. Hmm. So I find that interesting. Yes, Caroline, that would be a 
sucker punch. They'd leave the tackle. Dig here, guys. And then the corn thing all the time I looked at. You know what I mean? The church. Yeah, that's, that's something, isn't it? Yeah, the church has the corn all around the top. Oh, what did Daniel say? Uh, I believe that it's possible. Templars were, were in North America, but there's such little evidence to support they were on Oak Island. It doesn't jive with the amount of play it gets on the show, in Daniel's opinion. Thanks, Daniel. I agree. Yep, Ashley. I was not even half. I was about a quarter. My brain so burnt out from the regular episodes, I didn't want extra burnout for the cells I got left. <laughs> They're killing me. Sound okay to me, John. Just fine. William de Sinclair, Knights Templar. Unbelievable. And there's the corn. They got it from somewhere, Judy. Somehow, somewhere. Yep. They sure did. They had to have been in North America. Yep. And then the Mi'kmaq. I try to get the chief on again. I've been trying right along, guys. The Nova Scotia Providence uh, chief. It's a lady. I'm still trying. And this always boggle my mind how the Templar flag and their flag is just the opposite. You imagine that? Uh, yeah, so that to me tells me that the Templars were certainly in the area. They had to have been for these the Mi'kmaq to have that flag. Right, they didn't have TVs to watch. Right, right. <laughs> Hello, Lewis. Thanks for coming on, uh, Lewis. Thanks for being on. Please subscribe if you can on the channel. Please support if you can. Please hit that subscribe button. That's free. Please hit that notification bell. I'm on all the time. I post little snippets, 50-second snippets on important stuff. So you'll get a notification when I do. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. And those are, I always look forward to those, John. Hello, Gary. Hello, John and Judy. Thanks for coming in. Hi, Gary. No, Kathy. It's all on emails. I, I get crickets from the chief. Maybe I got to send smoke signals from here. Anybody know how to do letters and smoke signals? <laughs> Hello, Julie Neal. <laughs> Anybody uh, fluent in Indian smoke signals to get a response? Well, Daniel says the problem is that the Mi'kmaq leg is from the 1800s. I love this guy. And so they're presenting like it was almost way, way back when, Judy. That's how I always thought. Yeah, me too. I just learned this just now. Well, doggone it, Daniel. Right? I never knew this until just now. When the professor put this up just now, I had no idea this flag was from the 1800s. No, I 
didn't either. Yup, Neil. Egyptian pharaoh King Tut had corn in his burial chamber. Folks knew about the Americas for a very long time, obviously. You know what I mean? Yes. For sure. Long before Columbus. Oh, definitely. Not sure, Susan. They gave me all kinds. I've been chasing, but... And then when they went to Scotland, this other Templar, Grand Master... Said, oh, you just go 996 feet due west. And he put the X on the left side of the swamp. And there it is. The triangle of gold is a copy of the triangle of the swamp. But who knows if they went and looked at all these X's because they'd be going all over the island like crazy, Judy, with all the terrorists and researchers giving them X marks of spots all over. I don't know how many... They really do. I know one show, this one guy showed them two pieces next to the old Smith's Cove, and they did bring Choice Drilling there just to check it out. I think it was 40 feet somewhere, and Steve got the GPS, and they found nothing. That's the only time I've seen him on TV to go actually to an X marks the spot and drill it, Judy. Yes, they don't do it often, do they? No. Robot, he comes up with some good stuff. Mi'kmaq flag was created in 1900 and was first raised in 1901. Mi'kmaq believed that the world was created by a powerful creator they referred to as uh, the Great Spirit. <laughs> See, he's like he's like Daniel, giving me the words I can't say on air. Exactly. We'll settle with Great Spirit. That's what I did. <laughs> You guys feeling good tonight? We're getting hyped up towards the end of the season. They said that we would have a lot of hype towards the end of the season. And I guess that's what they're doing. That's what we're building up to. You know what I mean, guys? What do you think? I think so, too, John. They're going to leave us hanging. Unbelievable. Very funny, Daniel. Can you say that, John? Supercalifatalist, espadalidocious. <laughs> Darn close. There or, you go. Or something like that. <laughs> All righty. All right, I'm going to have a little discussion before Judy does the synopsis, because then we got, I don't know, 70 screenshots to go through. We're going to talk about the 13-foot diameter stone anomaly found on lot five. What do you think, guys? Couldn't help but wonder, John, why would Laird not have um, shown them that earlier? Because he had been to that spot before, 20 years ago. So, obviously, 
that 13 foot round anomaly, which we now know is going to be going, they're going to Italy to find out what they found inside there that we don't know yet. Right. Of course, I had a contact, Laird Niven. <laughs> you know, why after 20 years? Now, don't forget, you got to think now. We got to think now. TV production, treasure hunt, and when they bought Lot 5. You got all those three things? Yes. Laird saw it in 1998, and it didn't look disturbed then. Let me repeat that. Laird saw it in 1998 and didn't look disturbed. He's not sure if Tom Nolan knew about it, but Fred sold it to Robert Young in 1998. I asked him about the German scanners because they go down 40 feet, 35, 40 feet. Was this pit scanned by them? He said at the time they did not own the lot. So obviously, Judy, they couldn't go on Bob Robert Young's lot to scan it or drill right, it. Right, yeah. Was the depression ever excavated 20 years ago by Fred? Laird, he may have partially dug it, but all those records from Robert Young, with that pet being there, for as long as Fred Nolan had it and Robert Young had it, all went to St. Mary's University. And guess what, guys? It's mostly intact. Can you imagine that? Daniel says, to be fair, they just bought Lot 5. If it was something important, Fred wouldn't have sold the lot to Robert Young. Hello, Darth. Yeah, that's what's got my, my head shaking, guys. You own a Lot 5, a surveyor, who obviously plotted Lot 5, right, guys? Right. He sees piles of rocks on his land. The quad and everything. He digs all that up and everything. But yet, when he goes to lot five, he sees this 13 foot round anomaly surface and just sells it to Robert Young. Unbelievable. You would think he would want to uh, look into it first before he did that. I think he did and th thought nothing was there, but we don't ha they don't have the technology that they have now, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And uh, that sort of got me crazy. I was crazy thinking last night, guys. <laughs> I'm going, well, why don't they just drive over? Now, we're talking a year apart. You, you got to understand, um, talking a year apart they already know what's going on we're just getting this information as of today you know or yesterday right 
get the permits, get choice drilling, put that stinking drill right down the middle. Down you go. So I asked, are there wells on lot five? No. Any water testing of gold on any wells? No wells. I said, well, how did Robert Young drink? Did he bring a cooler over on his boat? Because he always had to come on his boat. He made like 5,000 trips uh, on his boat because he couldn't use the causeway. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Daniel says, I will bet that charcoal is in that depression. One huge fire pit. But then they got to go with that 13 feet. Go to Portugal, nine stories low, 13 feet. The money pit, do we know the money pit was 13 feet? By folklore, yes, they said 13 feet. So now we got that 13 feet tying into everything. You know what I mean? I thought of, uh, of the initiation well right away yeah. when they said the 13 feet. But how's it possible that it is at that number? I'm still thinking about what the heck that wall is doing over there on lot 26. And then they hit this with this uh, stone structure on lot five that's been there forever. But the guy didn't want to disturb the island or disturb lot five. He did do some GPS or whatever work scanning on the island. I'm pretty sure if you got that thing on your island, you're going to investigate it, guys. What do you think? I know I certainly would, especially on Oak Island. No, Bill, it's all editing. He, they could have went right to that hole because Laird told me, he told the fellowship long ago that that thing was there. It, oh, it, it, is, okay. it is not a strange implement that was, oh, we bought the island. I bought the island. We bought lot five. Look at this. No, Laird told him about this thing on lot five this 13 foot around the depression. So they were aware of it before they bought it. So this is not a big surprise, but now they can technically go in there and Laird gets the permits. And as you saw for next week's show, uh, he's uh, going in there with the pan and the brushes and going in it. Yeah, Tim, that's why I love this William Croker's books. I'm looking you know, like Laird, he tells it right off the bat. Well, I thought it was a foundation for a barn. <laughs> <laughs> but why no wells on lot five? That seems awful weird. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't get no answer for that. That was, he said no. So that seemed kind of weird. Daniel says, I highly suspect there was building and then dismantling that happened on the island. He calls that concealment. Even taking the buildings away. What the heck happened on this island? You know what I mean, Judy? Really, John, you gotta wonder. We gotta take this building and put it back on the boat or use it for a tunneling system because people will know where we're here. Let's take this building, take all these buildings off. It's like going to New York City. Take all the buildings down so nobody was there. Unbelievable. <laughs> Driving me nuts. It is all of us, I think. You know, taking the buildings away. It's so clean. We're getting surface fines a foot down. Anything deep? And Daniel says, 
Go ahead. Anything deep? What do we find in anything deep? We found some parchment. We found some... Uh, do we find any drills deep? No. We find any axe heads deep? No. We found all surface finds. So maybe those were all tool sheds they took apart and left all their tools uh, on the bottom. What do you think, Judy? Hey, John, at this point, anything's possible. And Tim says, drank a lot more alcohol back then. Used the building's wood for tunnels and, and bomb fires as they're bombed, uh, twizzling their buzzards. We got it. If we find an old guitar, then we know that was the place to go. Lot five, party on lot five. <laughs> we got a deer. We got rum. We got music. So we got a toy pistol and a buzzer. Lots of fun, John. Yeah, Gary, that barrel hoop, 70 feet down, they found it. They'll get it tested. The small uh, cannonball was deep. Yep, says, sorry. <laughs> Daniel says, what were these structures that needed to be hidden? And he says, I have an idea. And of course, he's not going to tell us. Yep. And Dave, yep, the bones were buried. But the place was so upheavaled, the money pit area. And you have the solution channel below there. That anything in the money put could have fell from the top all the way to the bottom, up, down, around, and everything else over there. It's just a mess. So that was my little spiel on that uh, 13 foot round thing. You know, if we found a big pit like that and pine tar all over, well, we'd like to find that a little bit closer to Smith's Cove if they were repairing some kind of ships or anything, but we never find no pine tar. We just find the lime that they use for concrete. Yes. Well, Daniel says he's working on a new series, guys, coming soon. Un Keep an eye out. Believable. <laughs> All right, Judy, you got your glass of wine? You got your beer ready? I'm ready. All right, guys. Let me get Judy's picture up here. And she'll do the synopsis of yesterday's show. We'll go through the screenshots. I'm way behind. It's almost 7.30. I haven't even gotten to the show yet. Oh, my lordy, 40. Holy mooyan. That's all right, John. We're enjoying ourselves. All right, Judy, your picture's up for the world to see. When you're ready, go ahead. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. Um, I am still a little hoarse, so I hope I get through this okay. And it's season 10, episode 20, A Barrel Full of Clues. It's an exciting new day at the Garden Shaft as Scott and Charles meet with Paul from Dumas for an update on the reconstruction. Paul informs them they are 73 feet down and in the process of finishing the last 10 feet of the shaft. Paul also points out that the north corner of the shaft is sunken, and they don't know why. Scott and Charles point out that the tunnel, 90 feet, 5 feet down, found earlier this year, heads right towards that north corner. Could the tunnel be connected 
to the shaft at this point. The team also want to know what's at the bottom of the shaft as well as below it and in the sidewalls. Scott states that the deeper they go, the higher the content of gold. They will keep digging. In the northeast corner of the swamp, the team is investigating the metal anomalies found last week. They have found no metal as of yet, but have uncovered what looks to be a stone ramp leading to the large paved area found in 2019. Are they connected? Miriam says, let's get the area cleared off so we can see what we have here. Over on Lot 5, Gary and Jack are metal detecting and dig up a large square nail that Gary thinks is from the 1700s. They bag it for testing. The guys get excited as they next bring up what looks like a lead coin with two small holes in it. Gary says it could also be a trade token used in Roman times. Is this artifact related to the half Roman coin found earlier this year? Off to the lab they go. A short time later, in the interpretive center, the team meets with Laird to examine the new find. Laird says it is a brittle, old piece of lead, possibly made in a mold. It will go into the XRF machine for 24 hours for analysis. The following morning, the team is meeting in the war room with Italian researcher Emiliano Cicciacci and Judy Rudabush, who have been studying Zena Halpern's work, specifically the 12th century old Cremona document. This manuscript shows that the Templars made at least two trips to America between the 11th and 14th centuries. This proves the Italians and the Templars knew about America 150 years before Columbus. It was Zena's belief that the Templars visited Oak Island in the late 1100s. Did they bring a treasure at that time? Emiliano informs them that years ago, another Italian found ancient manuscripts that contained maps leading to North America. This, he says, is an astonishing revelation and could change history. Emiliano is now heading to Milan, Italy, to examine these manuscripts himself. And to everyone's excitement, he announces that he has been given permission to go into the Vatican archives. What will he find? Later that day, on Lot 5, Laird shows the team a round stone structure in the ground that he had examined 20 years before at the request of Robert Young, who then owned the lot. They decide to do an archaeological dig to see just what it is and what it was used for. Rick says, get after it. It's a new day, and in the money pit area, the team is receiving an update on the construction. 
One of the Dumas guys hands them a recent find. It looks to be half of an old wooden barrel hoop found 70 feet down in the shaft. It will be carbon dated. Meanwhile, in the northeast corner of the swamp, the team continues their investigation of the stone ramp. Jack picks up what looks to be a hand-cut piece of wood that they will examine further. They then hit sea horizon, or a natural layer of ground soil, so they have come to the edge of the ramp. They will now turn around and go the opposite way to see where it goes. As the day ends, the team meet with Emma in the interpretive center to get the test results of the lead object found earlier. She points out the artifact is 99.6% lead and also contains small amounts of copper, iron, and silicone. The test shows the lead to be from Sardinia, off the coast of Italy. There is no lead like this in America, she says. Is this piece related to the Roman half coin found on lot five earlier this year? Rick will do more research on the artifact and hopefully have an answer for us next week. Stay tuned, Quest family. And in the meantime, stay safe, please. Very professionally done. You're the only one that can do this. Thank you so much, Judy. You're welcome, John, and thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yep, this will be printed out for you guys to read exact facts on the Patreon channel, in the comments on community YouTube, and in our quest group, the Quest of Oak Island on Facebook, for all of you at your leisure to read the facts that happened last night. Hello, Wade in Austin, Kim Austin. Didi. Thank you very much. Didi's in the house. Hi, Didi. Welcome back, Judy. <laughs> oh, it's good to be here. Yep, they're adjusting her medication. She's doing fine and going forward from there, right, Judy? Right on, John. I kept hearing you say, go forward. Yep, we don't slow down for nothing. We don't slow down for nothing. Keep healing, Dee Dee says. Very, very good. And when they talk about that garden shaft, guys, I'm getting this eerie feeling that they're only going down to the 80-foot level. What do you think, guys? I don't think they're going down to 120. I think 80 is it. I go down further. Yeah, but the way they're talking, the way they're saying, the Doom is saying 80, 80, 80. They're not saying, well, we'll hit 80, see what we see, and go deeper. They're not saying any of that deeper talk, you know? No, they're not. They have not said that at all. You know, I want to hear that deeper talk. Yes. 
Yeah, Wade, I think the permit, the mining permit was to just remanufacture the existing pit. But I would say, well, since you got to go through all that process, well, I want to go down to at least 100 feet when I do that. But maybe I don't know the laws up there. So who knows? Yeah, Ashley says that feels like giving up right before the finish line. And Stephen says, I won't drink water from a well dug into calcium phosphate hydrate, especially when searchers have died from a hydrant self. I think they didn't die for them types of fumes, if I'm not. Somebody correct me. I thought it was a faulty water pump that the fumes were, the pump down there, the fumes were from a pump, not just the natural gases that you die of. My brain, I got a brain uh, fog on that one, Judy. <laughs> I oh, thought, John, it's so hard to know what they're going to do and why. Yeah, but uh, when the uh, people died in that shaft on Smith's Cove, I thought it was a faulty water pump that was pumping water out that the carbon monoxide from that. So some of those guys to pass out and uh, pass on, not natural gases coming up. You know what I mean? Right. I'm thinking you're right. And then when they're going sideways every 12 feet or every 8 feet, isn't that what sonar is for? Since we don't hear about Muyan, wouldn't you drill a hole and put a, a sonar device through the wall, through the wall, and that would go 360 at every level instead of drilling seven, uh, 10 holes every uh, 8 feet? That part I don't understand either. No, I don't either, John. That would make perfect sense to me. They wouldn't miss anything that way. Daniel wants to know, John, if they find a barrel of rum, would you sample it? Well, I'm not a rum drinker. I put some rum in eggnog once in a while during the holidays, but uh, I drink Crown. I'll have Crown on the rocks, vanilla Crown. It's a little sweeter type of whiskey if I'm going to have anything to clear the phlegm out to make the lungs a little bit more uh, clear. Tammy Williams is saying good night. She said, great show. Have to go. Good night, Tammy. Okay, Stay Tammy. Safe. Let us know what's going on. Keep us updated, Tammy. Thank you so much. All righty. Let's get into the show here, guys. They're back. To the money pit, they're showing us the garden shaft. Mr. Coat from Dumas. And I'm just thinking how many feet down they accomplished the goal since yesterday, Judy. So that's what I was looking for. How deep are they now? Yes. I mean, they might dig that out in one a half a day, you know, four hours. Well, we're down. I mean, how far is it? Eight feet. It's not very far to dig out, not unless they're on a big rock. Right, exactly. It looked like they were getting a lot of uh, very wet muck out yeah. of there, too. Yep. Yep. They were about 73 feet, so they're almost done digging this thing out. Not unless they only give us one foot increments throughout the rest of the season. 
and that's possible. <laughs> Rustall's died of hydrogen sulfur gas. Okay, thank you, Tim. Why did I think it was a water pump? I don't know. So they're very close to finishing up the shaft, guys. Daniel says, I read that the Phoenicians put gold residue bits in some of their grave sites. Wow. Here's the muck, Judy. Oh, that's it. <laughs> it certainly is mucky. Yeah. The island's pretty bare now. If you saw the last uh, Osprey Muyans uh, videos, pretty nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. So if they had to go 80 feet, don't they want to sort of intersect that tunnel? If it's deeper, what do we do? Stop at 80 and this tunnel's at 95 feet? That has me stunned too, Judy. Yeah, me too, John. How the heck are they going to know it's there if they don't go down that far? Well, they just, they're telling them it's there because Choice Drilling drilled it right there. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't get it. But that's not for me to know, and it's all editing, and we're going back and forth and jumping around. And then the older I get, it's more harder to connect all these dots when they jump around all over the place. It is. It's hard to keep up. When you're doing a synopsis, it's like unreal. You're jumping from here to there all the time. Yep. Thank you, BC. Luann, yeah, they always go through the muck. They're not running really anything through the uh, wash plant that I know of from drone videos and pictures that I've seen. So Gary must be just doing the metal detecting on it. You know what I mean? Yes, it looks like it. All the wet dirt came from uh, the garden shaft on the bottom. It's all really mucky. Now they're getting down there, the wet spots. The garden shaft, Scott, the garden shaft. So it's obvious then that someone at some point filled that shaft in. Oh, right? sure. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. That doesn't fill up 80 feet naturally, but then what do I know? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that makes sense to me that somebody filled it in. Yeah. If you can see Billy way in the middle there, way below the eye, with the long reach excavator, that's where he's doing this ramp. I don't know what the big deal is from the pathway, a ramp to the large stone paveway. Does that make any sense? I mean, does that really make the effort known to do that, Judy? I don't know. It doesn't really float my boat. I, the only thing I can think of, John, is they're thinking the ramp was used to get to the paved area. But if so, why? Yeah. Daniel says a lot of the shafts were abandoned because they became unsafe. Right. Here's a robot here. 
Government thought it was originally carbon monoxide from the pump engines, but changed it later to hydrogen sulfur gas, swamp gas. It's strange. It's never been detected since then. Yeah, all these things and all these things they're digging. Who knows? The upper knee, they got a little problem. It's on the right-hand side, as you're seeing uh, Fred Nolan's Peninsula. I guess it's deeper there to see where that metal object is. But if they know the ramp is there, okay. What was it used for? There's no artifacts on it. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Let's move on. I want to dig that thing out you see way up there. See that eye thing up there, Judy? Yes, John. Oh, I don't know why they don't dig it. And Mercy Point. I want the eye and Mercy Point, please. I've been waiting 10 years. I don't care how big the boulders are. Just get a bigger machine to get the bigger boulders out of there. I agree 100%. With all that blue clay, let's go. Holy Muyan, Lordy Forty. Looks like those are going to be the last two places that they dig, and I'll bet they'll find something there. <laughs> this is where they're going into the northeast section, which is this ramp that's not floating my boat too much, but uh, we'll go through the process here, guys. And there's the metal detection, metal detection, metal anomaly to the right. which we haven't dug yet. Oh, it will be interesting to see if they do find metal there. And it's only three feet deep. And they never did it before. They must have scanned this swamp 50 times. Yeah, it's strange they never saw that before. And none of their machines picked up this thing at three feet. Well, maybe it's working its way up from the surface. That's what they told me. Okay. Whatever. I guess it's possible. The massive stone feature, which was known in 1795, was first uncovered in 2019. Everybody knew there was a stone pathway there. But if it didn't involve gold or an entrance, they didn't care, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. Everybody's uh, at the money pit. It was dated to 1200 AD. Robo says, logically, one would build a road ramp in the direction you're moving cargo. Yeah. Well, it's going in the middle. It's not going anywhere. Maybe a staging area, and it was a uh, wharf uh, before the road was put in and everything. Maybe it was a wharf for smaller scuttle boats to come in there, and the bigger boats are out in the bay, Judy. Yeah, John. Uh the only thing I can think of, it, it just seems to be a, a spot sitting there doing nothing. Hmm. And there's Miriam giving orders. I love this. Before you can do any <laughs> sort of actual excavation, we got to clean this muck up. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I love it. Hmm. And they're all in that muck and everything else. The shunk. Hmm. The shunk. What the heck shunk? Where's the sunk ship? Way up in front. Yeah. 
It's only 200 by 200 feet long and 40 feet wide, but uh, I think it was maybe just soil layers that gave that anomaly. Otherwise, that would have been found years ago. I would certainly think so. <laughs> Daniel says he's talking. He's talking about marrying me. He says, "Drop and give me 20. Hmm. <laughs> now, when they say back on lot five, I looked at this picture, guys. Now, why do I see all kinds of trees uprooted on the end? What is that supposed to mean? I thought we were supposed to be planting trees back on this island. I thought so too. So you'll see right in the front, you see all those uprooted roots? Maybe they had a windstorm there and they just fell over in front of lot five. Yeah, it could be. It seems to me, through my mind, that they did have a really bad windstorm a couple of months ago. Okay. And there was, it was cold and there was snow and ice and... And there they are with that red dot. That's where they're going. Lot five. You up, David? We heard anything more about the stone structure on lot five? Yeah, they got us all hyped up with that thing. And then they just left us. Did I hear a completion on this? Stone structure under this tree of roots, uh, Daniel, or they just left us hanging. Hmm. I can't remember. I'm getting bad. <laughs> I don't remember them um, telling us they were finished there. Hmm. Daniel says nada. Okay. Another nut. I forgot to add that on. Lot five, tools. But why are they on top of the land? They should find tools if you're discarding them on the bottom. You know what I mean? 10 feet down, 20 feet down as you're digging. Right. Yeah, Wade says uh, uh, next year we will find out. Yeah, next year, Wade. I like they found this Roman coin. And next week, the coin expert's there. So I don't know what the heck they found. As far as it saying it's a Roman again, so we're going to have to wait to find out what that is, Judy. Right, John. Well, at least it gives us something to look forward to. Yeah, I know they found a uh, horseshoe-looking thing that Carmen was looking at, but they don't bring a coin expert in to look at a horseshoe, like Caroline said. Yep, Sandy, that's right, Daniel. And here's our buzzard. Do you think he knew that? I don't know. I mean, when he picks up and finds it, he's filmed just as he picks up and finds it and says it. So there's no play on words here and all that stuff, guys. It's when he picks it up, the film's on him, the film, the uh, video's on him, and that's his first impression, you know what I mean? There's no playing around saying it's something else, you know, it's a gold coin or whatever. No, he knew it was heavy lead. It's just a smashed musket ball buzzer. Daniel. Really gig. And we have a 
side view here. The other Judy's back in research, Zena's researcher. And Emilio, there he is. He's hired by Rick out there to research. And what got me interested in this is they're sort of going back that Zena's map is the real thing. Now, we never established that it's partial real, uh, made up real. That's still out and about because we haven't really found actual implements of what they were saying, even though Aaron also used Fred Nolan's maps, remember, to find the boulders, right. and the boulders were on Zena's map. So that's another ballpark we got to get into show me the proof you know what i mean guys show me the proof well i will say that michael from dot to dot i asked him outright he said he believes zena's map is authentic mm -hmm. he said nobody could have come up with all of the angles that he has found on there um and and just pretended to do it or um he said it's real to him okay And I even got the book, the Cremona document. That's another book you guys should uh, pick up. It was pretty expensive. And pieces of the map that they tore up in pieces. Uh, you know, go see Dot to Dot, Michael Brahman. He's right on this stuff, like a coat of paint. And also Oak Island Research. Two good friends of mine. We work together. Very, very interesting. Daniel says Emilio Sachetti, listed as a filmmaker based in Lunenburg with a degree in sociology, didn't see any experience with historical research. Wow. Was this the same guy that they showed us last night, Daniel? Same name. I mean, that's kind of not a, that's not like a name like John Smith, but uh, you know what I'm saying, Judy? Yes, exactly. It is the same name. A filmmaker? No, 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 no. <laughs> Daniel says, yes, it's the same person. Oh, my lordy, 40. Holy mooyan. That's like me making me the head of uh, the Vatican files or something, you know? <laughs> well, maybe he's got a cheaper rate, uh, Daniel. Instead of uh, $500 an hour, he only charges $5 an hour. You got, you got to go where the money goes. You know what I mean? Right. That's it. They got to cut back. They haven't found any gold or anything, so they got to find anybody to go in there. But we'll give them the uh, the doubt to see what he can do. He'll be in Italy. That's what he told us last night, Judy. He'll be in the Vatican. Right, John. I mean, if he can get in there, then he must have some kind of credentials. <laughs> right. Even though he's a filmmaker or whatever. How's he getting into the Vatican? Right. Mm. You got it, Daniel. That's why you're with us. Well, how does a normal guy like me get into the archives of the Vatican? It's impossible, isn't it? You got to have some kind of credentials to get in the Vatican. You would have to, definitely. That's what I'm saying, Daniel. Just seems awful. Every, 
how come every episode we get, my mind gets more burnt out? <laughs> well, guy's a filmmaker. Yet he gets access to the archives of the Vatican. Well, maybe they're paying him off a big envelope donation to the Pope. A couple of million. You can go wherever you want to go, I guess. Money yeah, talks. I guess. Money talks, guys. And this is worth saying the Templars could have brought the treasure or the relics to Oak Island of all places in the world. It's not unlikely the Templars brought back relics. Yup, Gary, the Vatican archives. I, I didn't think just a regular person can do that, but I guess if you donate certain things, certain things get done. And of course, it's who you know, it's not what you know, Judy. As we get older, it's being truthful. As I went through life also, it's who you know, not what you know. Exactly, John. That is so true. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't care who he is. If he gives me answers, he's the best. If you don't give me answers, I throw him in the pile with the rest of them. <laughs> well, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful here anyway that he'll come up with something. Yep. Between the 11th and 14th century, they're at America. America. Yep. Yep, Renee. Connections. Or maybe he's making a movie. Yeah, Judy. Who the heck knows with these guys and wheels and deals? I have no idea. Right. There's my main man, Doug. I thank him for all his replies. Because like I told those guys, when I go on live and stuff, I want to have the correct information. If I don't have the correct information, I won't speak it. Um, or I'll tell you, well, I really don't know what this is, but they do respond when they can, you know, Judy? Right, John, exactly. And we'd like to know that we're speaking the truth. Yep, and they use Oak Island for the purpose of hiding. This is the one, Daniel. I look for this thing all night long. Connection to a manuscript that was dated 1314 with maps included that he says he's going to find. This really had my ears perked up, guys. And I remember Scott Walter saying something about he had some kind of manuscript. But he's in Scotland on a cruise or something. I don't know where he's at. This is the guy's name. Melance Freyan called Galvanto Fomania. So, and that was the other uh, researcher that found these manuscripts, right? I think. Yep. Now, this guy is going to look for him. Yep, Tim. This is what we want to look for. Google that name until your fingers uh, turn to bone. I couldn't really find anything. And this is what it's called. Chronica Universalitas. Universalitas. Universal, right? Chronica. Yes. Uh, BC says the Vatican 
has an online archive library. All you need is a translator, Italian and Latin only. <laughs> okay, BC, thank you so much. Way beyond my skill set. And Gary says, you can't have, you can't, you can have to tell them what you want to see. And then you got to get permission. I hear you. Thanks a lot, Renee. Thank you for coming in. Daniel says that he will comment on this very soon. Still doing due diligence. And he says uh, uh, he thought Emiliano was very theatrical last night. Right. You can't have somebody on there like me saying one, two, three, four, five. You got to have somebody with the accent that's very catching as far as TV wise. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. And he certainly does that. This guy was in touch. You still there, Judy? Yes, I'm here. Oh, I thought, thought you cut out. Oh, nope. And this guy was involved at that time period with sailors and merchants and clerks to find out what was going on in the trading routes and stuff like that. So we want to get that manuscript, guys. Well, with only two or three shows left, I sure don't think we'll uh, hear much more about it this year. I hear you. That's for season 15. <laughs> Pre-Columbian voyages to the New World. You got that right. They have carbon dates to the late 1100s, early 1200s, up to the 1600s, 1700s. And this manuscript, guys... This is what caught out of a couple of weeks. Even that 13-foot hole, I'm scratching my head on lot five. But this manuscript has caught my attention, guys. So that's where I'm honing in. And I want you guys also as uh, Quest researchers to hone in on this manuscript, sort of what this guy is saying. Okay, guys, can you help me out on that? Please, you researchers. And also, what you guys think is going to be the last episode, email it to questofoakisland at aol.com. You will receive a free Quest of Oak Island baseball cap mailed to you anywhere in the world. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to support if you can. I thank you so, so much. And he's admitted to the Vatican Archives. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Daniel says since he's Italian, it's okay if he makes fun of him. Yep. And here we are, guys. A big fire pit. There'll be charcoal all over. The rocks will be black. So we'll see what he digs up on here. But yet, as Connor says, they're going to Italy. And it's not for that uh, musket uh, buzzer. So we got to find out what's going on, guys.
So we know it's not a lead token. Daniel says this could have been a meteor crash. Hmm. Neil, I don't know. The Vatican Library visit yield. We're looking for that manuscript. Something about that manuscript. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah, that's what I would think. And this is Laird. I love the guy. But I thought it was something like the cellar for a barn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Susan. Remains of the island island outhouse, Cindy says. Yeah. But uh, Susan Taylor, yeah, that's the number I called and that's the email, chief. Yeah, I already did that a million times. Susan, thank you for your help. And there we be, the stone feature, which we got from uh, Laird. I told you all he said to us that he knew it in 1998. The fellowship knew it prior to them buying it. Robert Young called Laird to take a look at it. Fred Nolan owned the land before that. Could have been excavated just a little bit, but as far as Laird says, it's intact, guys. Intact. Okay, let's go with that. How many episodes are left, Gary? I have no idea. It could be only three or four, if that. We'll know very shortly. They'll hit us with the final episode uh, promotions, Judy. Right, for sure. And I think always uh, the last one is two hours, if I remember correctly. Right, 9 to 11, the final episode of season 10, and they all shake their hands. You know what I mean? Yes, and they're leaving for the season, and I I always get a little sad. And here they are back at the garden shaft. They found a little bit something there that I know Daniel will say it's a barrel of rum, but look the size of that band. That barrel's got to be. I wish Carmen would tell us. That's no 55-gallon drum. That's huge. That is huge. Holy mooyan! And what was in that barrel? (laughs) You know, look at the diameter of that. Two guys. Yep. So... But if it was a trade area, who knows? And what's doing it down there? Maybe when they refilled it, uh, it got down there. What would a barrel uh, barrel loop be doing 70 feet down? That had to be thrown in there when they filled it up. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking. There's no way I that... I don't know how else. Yeah. Yep, Daniel, all kinds of goods, yep. But it's too big to have something like the solution channel to move it down there that's something of debris you know what i mean with debris is well we got to fill this hole up anyway so let's start filling it up and there's the dump yes that's my own personal opinion and there's the other barrel tops but those are almost like a um, munition barrel tops those are real small those barrel half barrels you know what i mean judy yes quite a bit small oh real small like like a pale pale cover tart sort of thing yeah it's true look at the size of that thing 
Ouf. I mean, they had to fill these holes up with something to fill them back. The money pit filled back up. These pits, all pits filled back up. Every shaft filled back up. Just do what we're doing now. Caisson goes in. But they use, they're so smart that I love it that they use an item for fill when they fill up the caissons. So they know if they're drilling again and they hit the certain fill, they know it came from their fill. You know what I mean? They're, just, they're not just putting the regular dirt back in. They're putting the special fill in that they know if they drill around and hit this fill, well, yup, that's me, that's us, because we filled it in with this fill, especially with Steve with the GPS. They know exactly where all their holes are, not like in the old days. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, John, that makes sense. I even told him. Mark is in from Australia. I just had to point that out. Hi, Mark. Yep. Uh, I told them and I suggested, why couldn't you put colored plastic round marbles? And when you're digging, all different colors, and if you're digging parts of the island up, just to see where they travel. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, there's got to be a way to do it. You know, they do die, they do die and all that, but I'd rather have, okay, we drilled a six-inch hole, we went down the bedrock, well, the first four feet, fill it up full of pink plastic or whatever, you know, solid plastic marbles, and then fill the hole up. Then as you're drilling around the island, hey, we found some pink solid marbles from hole, what you call it, from 300 feet away. How the heck did they get over here? You know what I mean? Uh, right. Right. That's a lot different than the dye. You know, the dye is, you know, the dye is liquid. I'm talking about solid pieces, you know. Yeah. Small though, you know, like a BB, like BBs, like a BB gun. Right. Daniel says, I've come across many examples of barrels and pieces of them being found in the money pit area over time. Okay. Hello, Mark. I see on the Facebook side. Yep. Now they just fill it in, whatever they had around, fill that hole up, no matter what it was. Marty's coin, yep. The boots and the eyes are on the ground. Yep, we're on the ground, all right. <laughs> then we're looking around here. I'm looking in the back of them. I see a bunch of white boulders. I look all over the place. They're going to the uh, northwestern region of the swamp to look at the ramp. Like uh, Judy says, Jack finds a hand-cut piece of wood. But if they establish the ramp is there, and it's going to the big, large, say, a staging area, if they can't find any artifacts, or they'll date a couple of pieces of wood, what good is it? We still don't know what the heck they were bringing there. You know, exactly, John. They need something to date it with as well. Right. So if we get a date... Well, okay. Well, we got the date from the 1200s from the big path. I mean the big path. We got the pathway in the stone uh, part, the wharf part, they're calling it. Well, what's it telling us? It's yeah. not telling us nothing. It's giving us another date. But how are you going to know, not unless you're a time traveler, what the heck they were bringing there, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
There's the pieces of cargo barrels. That one piece they found deep in the swamp. What was that dated? 600 BC or something or AD? I don't know. I think so, yes. Then the and sea somewhere. Then the sea horizon, they get to the natural dirt. That's it as far as that's going. Well, yeah. that was a new term for me. I had never heard sea horizon before. We'll go back to the money pit area. Then we go into the museum, which we'll see. Um being a new building. They're gonna build a new building for all this equipment, uh, Judy, next to the museum. Another new building's going up there. So who knows what they'll find in that cellar. Exactly. Right, they gotta dig the cellar up, so who knows what they'll find there, who knows? Daniel, remember Miriam's bottle she found? Yeah, I remember that half bottle on the pathway. Remember, Judy? Yes, I do remember. I had to think about it for a minute, but I do, yes. And a couple of fire pits also, Daniel. But very clean. You know, they used paper plates and they burned everything because they didn't leave anything. <laughs> so we're getting to the solution of this musket buzzard. Kathy saying good night. Good night, Kathy. You too have a good week. Yep. Good night, Kathy. Thank you so much to come in. I'm real late today. I'm an hour and a half into this. Oh my God. <laughs> but as I just said that, this is the last screenshot from the show showing you the musket buzzard. Unbelievable. Unreal. Scott says there must be more seasons coming, maybe if building if they're building new structures. Yeah, Scott, that's what I would think too. Well, the new structures are just for the tours to continue, nothing to do with the show. Okay. And maybe they'll contract out to uh, analyze anybody else has any things in uh, Canada to uh, evaluate. Also, you know what I mean? Right. Take care, Caroline. Everybody's leaving. <laughs> All right, a couple of uh, teasers for next week. There's Laird cleaning the outside. What do they call it? Baby blob pit? Okay, yes. There's, there's uh, Laird finding out what's going on there. And this guy, the coin man, Sandy the coin man, holy bouillon, lordy forty. It's Roman from the fifth century. What it is, guys, stay tuned. Nine o'clock next Tuesday. The Curse of Oak Island on the USA Network. Uh, there we go. Anxious to find out what they're talking about. Yep. Uh, Judy will be with me next Tuesday.
6.45 p.m. Eastern Time. I mean, next Wednesday at 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Going over the show next Tuesday. I'll be with you Tuesday. Pre-show at 6.45 p.m. Anything else comes up, please hit that notification bell. Please subscribe. Please support if you can. It's all appreciated so, so much. Uh, Take a look, the lowest level we have. It's uh, only $2 a week. That's not much if you enjoy the podcast and the research and everybody uh, has a great time. I really appreciate it. We all appreciate you. You you are the group. And um, I thank you so much. Uh, It's about all I got for today. Uh, Judy, if you want to say your final thoughts and then I'll get out of here. Thank you so much, Judy. All righty. I do have to read this. Daniel says, if he says the buzzer is a coin, I'm out. So we'll lose Daniel if if they say that's a coin. (laughs) Anyway, guys, it's so good to be back with you. You've sure made my day. Thank you for being with me the whole way. And, John, thank you so much for everything you give me. And I want everybody to stay safe, please. And I will see you next Wednesday night. Good night, all. Okay, Judy, keeps us posted. Will do. All right, thank you. All right, guys. Wow, am I late? Hour, hour and a half. But we're having fun, aren't we? Good night to all you people who had to leave earlier. But what I always say is, remember, members, always go forward. You may get a setback in your life. What do I tell you? But just believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams no matter how old you are. For tomorrow's a never given. Never. With this crazy world we live in. Oh, my lordy 40. It's uh, uh, unbelievable. We need such more uh, uh, reinforcement. We need a lot of prayers if they sort of help. I don't know. It's getting crazy. So as my friend Jan says, you got to be kind. You got to keep smiling because you never know what that other person's going through. But you, you keep that smile going. You stay strong. You stay positive. You stay safe. Thank you for joining me and Judy tonight. Judy sounds good. She's going, getting back into the, uh, the, the swing of things. It'll take a while, but you did great tonight. I thank her so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll see you next Tuesday pre-show, 6.45 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Enjoy it, and I thank you, and take care, and bye-bye. <laughs>